Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got ourselves a Commander's Puivu. Who are we? You know that song gets stuck in my head quite often. The Who are we? The Commanders. Left hand up. Left hand. It's so stupid. How are you? I'm good, man. Clearly, we're at the kooky part of the season where, you know, hey, I'm looking for a few things. I'm looking for Dexter Lawrence to dominate. And hey, let's let's quietly, as a, you know, since we're a losing team, let's quietly start the Dexter Lawrence for Defensive Player of the Year campaign, even though it won't happen because we suck. Let's see some rookies do well. Let's hey man, let's let's be in it. Let's be in this last seven games together and look for some stuff and let's all lose together. I want to talk about like the talent like level of both of these teams. Be, um, before Justin, this episode was brought to us by Hardcore Rick. And you know how hardcore Rick is that he signed up for Patreon in the middle of a week that coming off of a 49-17 loss when Tommy DeVito is a starter going up against Commanders. That's how hardcore Rick is. Justin, who who is hardcore Rick? Hardcore Rick went to patreon.com slash talk of giants. You know the drill. Uh, Bobby Skinner and I, we will live stream the shows as they happen. You get to hear them early before everybody else does. Hello, Bobby Skinner will also send you some stickers in the mail. And there's some shirt raffles. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. Thanks for our patrons. You mentioned Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Did you see the Doug Analytics tweet? It's like, and I'll just read it verbatim. Since Leonard Williams has been traded, Dexter Lawrence's year-to-date double team percentage has increased from 67% to 71% when rushing the pass, which like, oh, that's not a huge jump. But so it's 67% before. He's been he's been double teamed on 87% of snaps. Um, in these last two games without Leonard Williams, he like it really showed versus Dallas, where they're like, we don't we don't give a damn about anybody else rushing the passer on this team. But he's, he still won. I mean, I I made a I, I said, all right, you know, I was going to do this yesterday after the mailbag. Uh, you know, I, I kind of spent the morning kind of going through Dexter Lawrence's game, and I I had to cut out some clips because they weren't super like ultra impressive to include on like a sixty. But I still I still had a sixty second highlight reel of Dexter Lawrence getting double teamed and triple teamed. And still winning in the run and against the pass, like he, he he's insane, man. And I really, I wholeheartedly believe that if the Giants are even a 500 club ball team right now, I, I think he is getting. He's already getting like some like PFF people being like whispers, whispers. Dexter Lawrence should be like up there for defensive player of the year. But wholeheartedly, he's getting more recognition of that if the Giants are somewhat of a good team. Yeah, yeah, he's re- like. <laughs> That was what was so great about last year is that it was a type of domination where it's like, oh, this isn't just like a one year like like outlier season, right? 
like even like with Leonard Williams, we always knew Leonard Williams was a good player, but we knew like we're not going to get this level of play every year as as 2020. We're going to get good play, really good play. Um, and some of the narratives around it were really wrong, where it's like, oh, he just benefits from. Remember, people were like, oh, he benefits from Dalvin and and Dex being on the team. It's like, yeah, well, nine and a half of his eleven sacks, those guys weren't even on the field for. So, uh, are you sure about that? But there's no looking like there. You know, you know, you kind of even for like Dalvin Tomlinson, his his dominance and his good play, his last his last two years or his last year here, it kind of had to be like, oh, the all twenty two guy to really kind of find it. Uh, with Leonard Williams, you had to be the like the all twenty two guy to be like, look, look at what Leonard Williams does here and how it impacts this guy here. There is you don't have to search for Dexter Lawrence being the impact player. It's like everybody just understands that. And also what he's doing from the nose tackle spot is just unreal. And the good thing is, is that most of his production over the last couple of years and even last year, a lot of his production came from both Washington games. We know how he dominated. I think the first one. Um, let's see it again. Like, Hey, let's, uh, let's get, let's see if we could squeak out this narrative one more week, at least in giants land of Dexter Lawrence deserves more defensive player of the year nominee uh, attention because he's playing a Washington team. Let's put up a, a big, a big numbers game. Well, let's talk about the commanders. They traded away chase young and Montez sweat. Right. And we came, we went into that last game and like this defense is bad, but they do have a good pass rush unit. And you look at the sacks in that game; they were ba- like, they were kind of bogus sacks, like a backside defensive end not blocking it on play action, a RPO where Shep fell, um, the Bellinger block and release, and then and then Pew got beat by Chase Young, uh, and you lose Chase Young. Deron Payne got bitched out by Mark Owensky. He looked uninterested, honestly. Jonathan Allen was pissed, and Allen, again, is still one of my favorite defensive tackles in the NFL. But they lost like that. Okay, well, at least we got a a four guys that can get after it at any moment. This is like a really untalented defense, but it's an offense that is talented but has offensive line issues, and Howell hasn't taken as many sacks. But he's actually leading the NFL in yards, so he's just kind of got this gunslinger mentality, but versus the Giants defense that's going to come after him. It's it's not his best, right? He's best at like the teams that sit rush forward and sit in zone, and he's just ready to fire shit in there. All right, where where do you want to start off first? Because I, well, I do you, do you who do you, who, do you, who do you which team do you think is more talented right now with the players they have playing? With the players that they have, because uh, we'll probably have no cave on. Probably I, don't have Hyatt, who had you know two catch big catches in that game. Thomas is was he on the injury report this week? But he's probably going to play. Thomas is playing. He wasn't playing the last game. You had Justin Pugh and Tyree Phillips starting at left and right. You had McKeithen starting, who went viral this week. I, I do think I do think the commanders are more talented. I think the QB is the is what puts it over it's what puts it over the edge, right? Because they have a significant QB advantage. You like know if, Ty, if Tyrod Taylor's playing, I'm saying the Giants have the the talent advantage overall. Like they just basically have their wide receivers. Listen, I know this doesn't matter, like good football player or not, but you know Sam Howell's the number three fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah, he. I think he's first in yards, right? He throws like he throws <laughs> like, like like if I'm talking not as like a giant, like he's doing enough to like kind of give him patience and let him grow through some of the struggles that he's had. Like, there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of negative with you know the 
he takes sacks at a historic rate, right? But he comes in there with a little bit of a gunslinger mentality too, even though he doesn't have like the best accuracy or arm talent in the world. Like he's got he's got plenty enough. Um you asked me that question about who's more talented, and I had like a PTSD moment back to 2021, because I'm pretty sure we would have the same conversation back at, like with this with the starting quarterback being out and quarterback being so bad. I'm 90% certain you you have asked me the question, which team is more talented? Like this bad team the Giants are playing or the Giants themselves when they're really under exceeding expectations? I, I got I had like a PTSD moment. And they, they have a good wide receiver core, obviously. Like Terry McLaurin is a beast. Curtis Samuel and, and Jahan Dotson, you know, they're not having like amazing statistical years or good players. Um, and Sam Howell, the last three games, has only taken seven sacks, which for most other quarterbacks, that's still a good amount. But he was averaging almost seven sacks per game. Uh, but I do expect the Giants to dominate up. We'll see. I don't even know if I expect them to dominate up front because you don't have Leo. And oh. So and Kayvon is probably not going to play. So you kind of have Aziz and Dex. And I expect both those guys to have great games, but you don't have a four. But obviously, Wink is going to keep blitzing at them. You expect uh, you said Aziz to have a great game. Do you expect Aziz to have a great? Yeah, game? they. Do. I don't. I don't like their offensive line. I think this is a game where Dex or Aziz does have a great game. What's Aziz been doing? He's been out. He's been injured, and he got used in a, only a pass rush specialist role last week. Yeah. There, there I mean, was. A- if he plays, if he's if he's only being brought in a handful of reps, then no, I'm not. But if he's if yeah, if last week is the ramp up, and this week he's just a full time starter. Uh, yeah, I expect him to play well. You think that's a bad look with how the Giants have been? I think the Giants have been not. The Giants have been pretty liberal with how they treat players who are injured in terms of if you're active, you're going to play. Like they did it with Saquon and hey, they, they're doing it with Andrew Thomas right now. Even though he got hurt last week, they put him right back in the game. Or I'm, I'm kind of like, it's like a really major red flag if Aziz Ojolari, again, despite being active, despite being healthy, and how the Giants have treated some of their other injured players this year, it's kind of like a really more of a red flag than anything if Aziz is continuing to play like this rotational role, getting 17 snaps as a pass rush specialist, when Jihad Ward and Boogie Basham really don't offer anything at all. Well, they offer better run defense than him. That's the difference between that's the difference between Saquon and Andrew Thomas. Those guys can be better than Aziz on certain downs. And Aziz is the most injury-prone player on the team. Yeah. Like, is, is there any player on the team that's more injury prone than Aziz Ojolari? Oh, not right now. No, no. So, um, like you can like bo- like Boogie and Jahad Ward are better run defense. Even though I would rather have Aziz out there, obviously yeah, on those I mean. early downs because Aziz can make plays. Jahad Ward and Boogie Basham are not going to make plays. Even not though they always set a gonna, better edge. You're not always going to run on first down and second down. You're you're gonna you're gonna throw too. So. I'd rather see Aziz out there. And, you know, who? this is a underrated talking point. We talked about a contract year for Xavier McKinney. It's contract year for Aziz Ojolari, too. And, you know, no, it's uh, not. It's not. I thought they were the same draft class. No, they're not. No. Second round. He's the year after. Edit, edit that out, Jeff. Um, edit it in. Edit all this in, Jeff. Um, yeah, so I, I do lean the commanders having more talent, right? Especially when you... You bring in the fact that Kayvon uh, won't probably won't play. Jalen Hyatt probably won't play. Out, yeah, yeah. Darren Waller's not in this game. Where the, you know, you remember coming at, leaving the Commanders game. Darren Waller was the number two tight end in the NFL for receiving yards. 
Um, and then he's obviously missed the last three games, if you include missing the Jets game. Uh, or sorry, this will be his third fully missed game and, and fourth. Did you see the Craig Carton tweet about Darren Waller's charity event? Yeah, I, I heard about it. Yeah, I saw it. Basically saying none of the Giants players showed up to it. Yeah, it seemed like a good event. You know, good good for Darren Waller for hosting it. Looked looked yeah. good. A good little little suit on. Do you take any stock into like the no players t- showing up or no? I don't know, man. Uh, like I I want I want to say yes, but without knowing context and stuff, uh, I I don't I don't know. I I I really I really don't know. Like I I just hope things don't get worse from what they are. If they're already bad, I hope they don't get worse. And if they're not that bad if the locker room isn't that bad and not that fracturated i just hope it doesn't get worse from what it is right now that's my hope yeah i hope i hope that the guys that were supposed to be that didn't show up had like actual reasons to not be there do you i i also want to talk about justin the reason why we're seeing all these like giants aren't dead set on taking a quarterback in the draft stuff. Do you, do you have anything else on this game? Cause I don't feel like we need this. We, everyone knows what the commanders are at this point. We've played them. We've previewed them. We've recapped them. Um, this is what I'll say lasting on the, like just this game before we bring on Danny. If Tommy DeVito can't look halfway decent versus this defense, he won't look halfway decent versus any defense in the NFL. Right. Like they give you favorable looks pre-snap, um, and they have they lost their two edge rushers. They have a, again, they're good on the interior. Even though Payne sucked in the last game, doesn't mean he's going to suck in this game. Uh, but this is a game. If if Devito can't look serviceable in this game, he will never look serviceable. Which again, I'm not expecting him to really. So it's going to be it'll be the decider of. Is Devito even worthy of battling for a backup QB job? Which I, I I really don't want him as the backup QB next year. Anyways, I don't see enough arm talent to be that. Yeah, the last time the Giants had a competent half of football was the first half against the Commanders at home. I mean, that was the last time they had a you know competent half of football. And then I think really the other competent half of football that they've had this year was the second half versus the Cardinals. And that that's it. That's the the Giants have had four quarters of competent football this entire year. And, you know, both of them came in two different games. So that sucks. So, yeah, like, am I expecting 14 points? I I don't even know if I'm expecting 14 points in this game with with all those explosive plays. Like, I, I, I'm not. But, you know, I I guess you just want you want to see something. I, I would like to see one, one of the receivers maybe step up and Slayton, Hodgins, somebody, Wandale. Um, and then even on the defensive side of the ball is uh, Deontay Banks on the injury report this week. I think he's going to play. Um, let me ask you this, because the defense did ball out in that commander's game, right? Balled out. Now, you don't have Leo, don't have Kayvon, most likely. If the Giants win, are, are you going to predict a win? So no. I, I don't want to spoil no, I'm you. Not, I'm not going okay. to. Okay, so if the Giants do win, what would you be your score prediction for that to happen? I mean, it would be like 16-13. Yeah, I think it'd be like 13-10 or like 13-9 or something like that. You really have to – it'll be interesting to see how the commanders adjust and even if the Giants adjust too because they found success working some of those rub routes and stuff at the end of the game versus the man coverage. And and also 
there was a lot of times where it's like, oh, yeah, you got to throw the alert on this. And then they backed out and it was like, oh, this would have broke open for you. It, it would come down to who's going to kick more field goals and who's going to convert on more, more of them. Who's going to have more 40, 50 yard drives where it, it, it ends inside the red zone and you're kicking field goals or it ends at the 30 yard line and you're kicking field goals. That's what yeah. I think it would come down to. Um, you you, you yeah. saw McLaurin have a couple of big plays in that last game. I really think that they're going to lean into like, hey, we don't need to score a ton of points. Throw the ball to McLaurin. Throw, if you get man coverage, throw the ball to Terry. Yeah, they finally realized that in the second half of the last Washington game. Like, oh, we should just do this. It's like, yeah, you should You should just do this. I also think they're going to be very conscious and aware of their offensive line, and I think they're going to throw a lot of screens. I think they're going to try and utilize the quick passing game um, to try and limit Dexter Lawrence's impact or even limit Wink Martindale's impact to being super ultra aggressive and having like Micah McFadden and Bobby Okereke or even one of these secondary players running here, running in there on a blitz. So I think they're going to really, really work the screen game. And also their running backs had like some really big pass plays uh, last week too, out of the backfield that receiving. So I think they're going to try and work some different stuff compared to what they did uh, the first time against the giants. Cool. All right. So I want to talk about this because we've been seeing from different insiders and reporters like this idea, like, hey, don't be don't be a hundred percent that the Giants are are going quarterback in the draft, right? And I kind of wanted to figure out, like, is is that real? And so I actually talked with some some people. One person came to me and and just told me. So I'm like, okay, I'm not like you're not just telling me something to make yourself seem like you know. Is that? And I hate I hate reporting I hate not report I hate saying this because it's like man it's like your worst fears come true about this organization is that John Mayer has a mindset Justin of yet yeah, you picked your quarterback when you paid him one hundred sixty million dollars yep. and there's a question of how much will that interfere with what Shane wants to do right like there's been no like oh no you are not taking a quarterback or anything but. That's why you're kind of getting it from the people who are like been around for a while and would have some connections to the family part of the Giants organization is because there is a there is a mindset that comes top down from John Mara that like they he loves Daniel Jones and you you just paid him 160 million dollars you picked your quarterback. I mean, we also had people two weeks ago like Bob Papa. Say that, but have you seen the way Bob Papa has been talking lately, and Carl Banks has been talking lately? That was the day after that game. There, ha- like, you get the Vacchiano article. There is from a top down, like from the top. Like, if if it was up to John Mara, they would not be drafting a QB. They would be pointing to the bad circumstances around, like the offensive line play, which is a hundred percent true. I and and do it, and I hate it. Like, I hated hearing that. I hated hearing that. And I just hope Joe Shane is strong-willed enough to be like, hey, I'm going to do what I think is best. And I'm not going to let your influence on me uh, stop me from making a decision. And you would the only way I'm not making a decision is if you flat out tell me I can't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we're hearing this now because we know that John Mara is a very stubborn human being. We know that he's a very stubborn individual, you know, taking, you know, how many years, you know, took him, hey, I think three years, three years too long to keep Dave Gettleman around. Um, you know, he kept Eli long. He, he actually pulled the trigger to bench Eli, and that would have been a better decision for the franchise in the long run, but 
you know, it putting him back in and being stubborn and keeping him in there. We know that John Mara is a very stubborn individual. And I'm I in a way, I'm glad that the stubbornness and these articles and the and the the noise, I'm glad it's coming out in November and it's not coming in March. If the noise is this loud in March or at mm-hmm. the at the beginning of April, I think how many months? This is three months at the start of you know 2024, and then two months to end the year. You know, a month and a half. You're going to have Joe Shane for four and a half months. That's how long he has to get John Mara on board. That this that drafting a quarterback, if they deem a quarterback like we want to put Drake May, and Caleb Williams, that's a guy that we want to put our jobs on the line for. Joe Shane, you have four and a half months to convince John Mara that that is the best decision for the franchise, and I think I would have to agree with Joe Shane. Yeah, the, I agree. The flip side of that is you have four and a half months of Daniel Jones in the building, working his ass off, being the perfect person, like in the building type guy that he is, working all his relationships, and um, distance makes the heart grow fonder, and that means the further way, the further you away you get from the actual results of what happened with Daniel Jones on the field, the more you can cling to. The years before, right? Which again, like I do think DJ is more of the QB he was in 2021, which again, we've said was a good quarterback in a bad system and a, and a no-win system. And then 2022, which again was a good quarterback, which we said during that year is, I don't think he's improved a ton. I think he's just in an offense that works. And then this year we saw his worst film. Um, but this, but so. Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they need to convince John Mara. It's like what what we tried to do is we tried to take a step up from what we were in 2022. And what they were in 2022 was a a basic offense, a basic offense that was good, the good offense that was last in the NFL in explosive pass play and an explosive pass play rate. And what we tried to do this year is to evolve and stay ahead of the curb. Daniel Jones was not able to stay ahead of the curb with us and was not able to do some of the things that we asked him to do. And even a guy like Tyrod Taylor was able to operate it in a, in a similar fashion. And that's not good. We're 2021. The the plus and the advantage for Daniel Jones is that the second that Mike Lennon is a competent backup quarterback. I'm, I, he, he is. And we had that debate and discussion with people all those years ago, 2021 without Daniel Jones, everything fell off. They were already a bad offense that got so much worse. And the negative against Daniel Jones this year is basically the offense was worse off with Daniel Jones over Tyrod Taylor. So it wasn't like that major fall off. You're seeing the major fall off with Tommy DeVito. Shocker, he's not ready to be an NFL QB yet. That is the difference between Daniel Jones going down in 2021 and Daniel Jones going down in 2023. Oh, and also forget just the level of play stuff. The dude's hurt. The dude gets hurt. Yeah, the injury, the injury stuff is like it's getting it's got it's it went from like slightly worrisome, like some small injuries, and then the neck one to like, oh my, yeah, the neck injury, and then you tore your AC, like, yeah, it's and again, this is a guy who's very like reliant on his legs of being of making him a good quarterback too. Um, and, and you can't you can't take you cannot take away Daniel Jones' legs and and not put an emphasis on his running, correct, and and, and play the way he plays and and be happy with that. So that's it. I mean, Joe, Joe Shane, you got four months, man, four months to get John Mara behind what is best for this organization. And we all know what's best for this organization. We also know that John Mara is a stubborn SOB. 
So I'm glad that all of this is coming out now. And if it's still coming out in March and if it's coming out in the beginning of April or even the middle of April, then I'm starting to sweat it a little bit. So we'll see how it all evolves. Yeah. But with all that, all those articles and Schultz and, and Papa and banks, I was like, I was like, man, this can't be a coincidence. And it's not, did you see, I, I got a custom rat pad. Ah, you like that? It's only like 15 bucks. Show it again. Say something. Rat pad, rat pad, rat pad. We should sell those. Yeah, honestly, we should. It's thick, too. Mm. Thicker than a snicker. All right, Justin. Um, Speaking of thick. Shady Rays. Ray, this today's episode is sponsored by Shady Rays. This this the season of giving Shady Rays. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. The bank, it's not breaking. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair I've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures, which is important to me because I'm an outdoors guy. And if you're into winter sports or summer sports, the quick this isn't for the summer sports. Maybe if you need you know snow goggles in the summer and you're that type of guy, their quick swap snow lenses move effortlessly between full sun to low light environments, which is really important for all you snowbirds. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. No questions asked. No preguntas. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Black Friday prize. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the Shades the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Rays! You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. We now welcome on our weatherman. Danny King. Danny, what's the weather looking like for Sunday in Landover, Maryland? It'll be nice. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice sunny day out there in Landover. It's going to be 57 degrees. So, like, I, I think that's football weather. I think we should consider that football weather. But, yeah, 57 degrees, sunny skies, uh, wind, nothing crazy with the wind, like 10 miles per hour gust up there a little around 20 but nothing crazy nothing crazy there might be some sewage pipes that break though we know that's a thing that normally happens at that stadium and uh it's also my favorite time of the year giants suck these media people they're gonna have to deal with that press box again and i can't wait for the first tweet it's my favorite time of the year to hear the complaints about the commander's press box is yeah, i love actually, it every time that is something to look forward to is like let's let's come on let's see your guys view let's let's see your view in the in, let in me the see that metal bar you think that's, I wonder if they'll have like better food and stuff though now that it's a new owner. You think that's Art's first tweet back? No, he he's already had his first tweet back. Oh, okay. Welcome back, Art. Welcome back, Art. All right. What's what do we got for trivia this week, uh, Danny? Uh, I'm sorry to realize that after the this season, I'm gonna have to come up with new trivia ideas for um 
these individual rivals because I think we've hit all of them. But this week, since I mean, there's the, a lot of games to be pulled from. I know, but like sometimes the stats, you know, like we always, I like, I'm, I'm born, I go number one. But this week, uh, three giant quarterbacks have been sacked seven times. One of them is a gimme, obviously. But uh, can you name the other two that have been sacked seven times? The uh, first one, I'll give it to you. It's Eli Manning. We're listen, we won't beat around it. And versus the Commanders. Versus the Commanders. Versus the Commanders. Seven why, times. Why are you giving us a a bad stat? A bad. I don't. It's a. I don't think bad Daniel team. Jones has been sacked seven times versus the Commanders. I I will say it's not like so so recent. I will say that. I'll say carry. And um I'll say Phil Sims too. Justin, do you have a do you have a any other guesses besides those? Um Jake Fromm. Even though I don't think that's right. It would be fine if it was. Oh, you just said it wasn't. Um, Jake Fromm is his first guest, <laughs> and uh, Kurt Warner. Uh, Phil Sims was correct, he was sacked seven times back in 1984. The other one was Craig Morton. Oh, Craig Morton. No, oh, everyone loves Craig. That game, yeah, I know. How Bobby, how dare you forget? It was like that game was yesterday for you, but yeah, Craig Morton, 1974. Yeah, sacks. Uh, I expect sacks. Actually, do I expect sacks this week? Not really, because they don't have a pass rush currently, but this team's so bad. They surprise me with something new every week. Before we get to fantasy, can I talk about something really quick? Yes. You could wait till... Sure, go ahead. Yeah, because we have two more things to talk about outside of the other things we have to talk about. Bobby, close your ears. Mary Ballsmith from our friends over at Manscaped. Oh, the holidays are approaching, but what if I told you Celebrations are starting early this year. That's right, because I'm having a party in my pants. It turns out the perfect my gift- sister's getting married this uh, weekend, and I'm I'm going to a hotel, and I'm I'm gonna shave my balls. Bobby's celebrating everything early this year, and who else? Uh, who else wants to bring down your chimney? And uh, then the leaders and below the waist grooming. Keep calm and let your balls jiggle the season with Manscaped's brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Woo! Here we go. Look nice when you're going naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code GIANTS for 20% off and free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. Man, they've they've stepped everything up, including the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. You thought there was a 3.0. You thought there was a 4.0. Well, there's a Lawnmower 5.0. And they're adding Ultra to the end of it. There's a Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair ear and nose hair trimmer. That's my favorite. And Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free gifts. That's right. Get 20% off at free shipping with code Giants at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use code Giants. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Uh, now let's have a great fantasy draft. All right, fantasy. Let's give, let's give the people an update. Justin in last ass place had 23 points last week. He's 72 and a half points behind the leader. Danny had a very good week last week, 46.7 points. Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a good week, but he didn't have the highest scoring week of the year, which I did with 71 points. And I have a 20 point lead. I have taken the lead and not only taken the lead, taken a comfortable lead over Danny King. Justin, you're all but out of this race. Like that, yeah. that week was was a death sentence unless you totally turn this around, even though we have almost half the season. But again, I'm the best. I'm number one. Uh, Justin, you'll be picking first this week. Who do you got? 
Yeah, I'll be taking Terry McLaurin. I feel like, you know, said in the first half of the show, I feel like they're going to make a conscious effort to get him the ball in the first half of the game, whereas you know, the first half of the first Giants game that they played, it was really, really bad offense, and then they started to get Terry the ball in the second half, and good things happened for the commander's offense. I think they'll do it for all four quarters. Because this defense stinks, I am just going to go Saquon Barkley with my pick. I'm picking second. Um, to be honest, there's like I could make I could pick Brian Robinson, Curtis Sandwich, Jahan Dotson right here, but I figured I'd just take the one person on the Giants who I know is going to get touches, and then I'll get the leftovers after Danny makes his pick. So I'm going to go Saquon, the second pick. Danny, who do you got? You got back to back. Go me. Um, I mean, I guess like. I mean, like the, Brian Robinson is there, so I like. Oh, so I have to take Brian Robinson, right? Like, like the kid, kid, let's not act like I should. Then it, this is where I'm debated because Jahan Dawson's had two uh, two good games, and he had a dud in uh, Seattle where he wasn't even didn't even get up, put up any points. Logan Thomas hasn't had a bad game. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like this is when Bobby's like he's not even on my big board, but I think I'm gonna take Logan Thomas here. I think I am. I just he had nine points against the Giants last time, then sixteen against Philly, seven and then nine. So he's still putting up points. Curtis Samuels sometimes looks like he's a more hit and miss type of dude. So I'll just take Logan Thomas to hopefully get me some points and keep me on pace. That's not a bad pick. But I'm glad you picked that though, because I'm I'm excited for like who's gonna be left over for my third. I'm gonna go Curtis Samuel. I think he's been a little more consistent, even though he's had hasn't had the biggest numbers. Um, I am going to go Curtis Samuel with my second pick. This is actually not the worst draft ever for a, a, a two teams this bad. Justin, you have back to back picks. Ah, ba ba ba. Darius Slayton. I'm waiting. Just waiting. Waiting for the big play. Waiting for the it, somewhat ish big game. And I'll take Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. I like it. So part of me wants to not take this guy because I, I think there's a chance Danny could might not take him, but I'm not taking that chance. I'm taking Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's been used in the receiving game quite a bit. Um, if the commanders end up do taking this lead, they might get some extra carries. Um, so, yeah, Antonio Gibson, I feel like that's a pretty safe pick for third round in this. And Joe, Danny, you look mad. Yeah, I, I, was, I was about to take him. I was looking at him. I was like, no way Bobby takes him here, right? It's just the other choices are so bad no, that yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to take that chance. No, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You you made the correct call. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> no one's taken Wandale yet, right? Nope. So I'm gonna take Wandale. Did Wandale nope. have any catches in the last game? I thought he did. He did two for two catches, six yards. Oh. got two points. Go me. Go me. Two points. Um, six points. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know, I mean, three catches, 43 yards against the Raiders, two catches, 34 yards against Dallas. That combined for what 12 points right there. I'll take Daniel Bellinger. Why not? Because I don't know who else would actually get realistic targets. You want to know a, a Tommy DeVito stat? Oh, give me the Tommy DeVito stat. I, I live for these. Two of Daniel Bellinger's longest three catches in the NFL are from Tommy DeVito. <laughs> this is the week. This is going to be a touchdown, I feel like. Now, is that a Tommy DeVito stat, or is that a Daniel Ballinger's a better receiver stat th than last year, but he's been behind Darren Waller? That is the question. Um, 
I'm struggling with this pick. I am going to go, though. There's a pick screaming at me. Isaiah Hodgins. Nope, that wasn't it. Starting receiver. Jalen Hyatt's going to be out. He had a touchdown versus the Commanders last year. Who are we? Isaiah Hodgins. Justin, what's the last pick of the draft? I have one more pick left, and this is really tough. You Remember last week, you're like, oh, I'm not taking Lawrence Cager. I'm going to take all the other tight ends. And guess who now, scored a touchdown? Now Lawrence Cager is <laughs> screaming. At, he's sitting there screaming at me, saying, take me. There's also our DUI friend, Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> and there's also Deami Brown, who like caught his first touchdown of his career last week, I believe. No, he's had two. He had a two touchdown game last year. Never mind. And then he had his first touchdown maybe of the year. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought the announcer said the same thing that I must he must have said the year of the year. Um, F it, Lawrence Cager, go Giants. You should have took him last week. You it wouldn't oh. be such a dim light at the end of the. There would be there would be some light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. All right. It is time for Giant Factors, where we pick our X-Factor for the game. Justin. All right, and to recap, Justin, who's in last, Terry McLaurin, Slayton, Dotson, and Cager, myself in first, Saquon, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Isaiah Hodges, and then Danny has Brian Robinson, uh, Logan Thomas, Wandale Gibson. Oh, my gosh. I wrote down Wandale Gibson, Wandale Robinson, and Daniel Bellinger. Justin, who's your Giant Factor for Week 11? We're at the point of the year where we're looking for bright spots, right? We're at the point of the year where we're looking for what guys can we build around in the future? And my giant factor for this game will be John Michael Schmitz. I actually want to take time next week because we got a mailback question about John Michael Schmitz. And I'm like, I, I feel like I haven't really tuned in as much to John Michael Schmitz as I, as I should be. Well, going up against Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, two guys that are good but are having maybe a little bit disappointing years but still two guys that hey it's it's still one of the best interior defense alignment tandems in the national football league i want to see john michael schmitz have a good game against them i want to see the giants offense be able to run the ball pretty well especially hey if they're going up the middle and it's john michael schmitz has got to work his way up to the secondary level to these bad commanders linebackers i want to see john michael schmitz do it and i want to see him hold up at pass protection with some good strength and upper body strength so john michael schmitz you are my giant factor I just did this to this cup while you were doing your giant factor. Lovely. Now it's a mechanism. What this season has done to us. Get on my screen. Speak sicko mode. There we go. All right. My giant factor is Isaiah Hodgins. Just picked him in the damn fantasy draft. He's going to be getting full-time reps for the first time since, like, what, week two or three or whatever? With high most likely out, so I'm I'm going on Isaiah Hodgins. You got a touchdown. Was his first NFL touchdown against the Commanders? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, he is tied for second and and on the team in receiving touchdowns. Uh, who is he tied with uh, on the team for second and receiving touchdowns with uh, Justin Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard. Who else? Uh, receiving, receiving, receiving. Jalen Hyde doesn't have any. Darren Waller. Darren Waller has how many? I want to say Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Who else? Jeez. Oh, um. Uh. The, the Paris Campbell doesn't have any garbage ones. Wondell Robinson. Who else? Oh, Jesus. Uh. Should I just everybody? Um. Darius Slayton doesn't have any this year. 
Oh, we just talked about him. It's Cager. Lawrence Cager. No, don't say who else. No, that's it. Okay, good. <laughs> Only seven touchdowns for the Giants receiving. Saquon. Saquon's in first with two. All right, Danny, who is your giant factor for week 11? Go the route Justin did. Like, I mean, like, we know we can hopefully build around. I'm just going to go Deontay Banks because last time he went up against Terry McLaurin, targeted six times, gave up four catches for 70 yards. Obviously, he's been struggling a little bit these past few weeks. I just want to just want to have reason to hope. Like, I already go, we already go into these games knowing we're about to get our teeth kicked in. So I just want reason to see someone be like, hey, that that that's a future piece right there. Deontay Banks did not only do that for this game, be a giant factor, be a giant factor the rest of the season, quite frankly. But I've I've followed Terry McLaurin. Uh, lock him down this week. Maybe, maybe get another interception. You had the interception against the commanders last time. Maybe let's do it again. Thoughts? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. That's just me, though. Deontay Banks, you're on a giant factor. Keep the game low scoring. Not saying win, but keep it low scoring. Thoughts? Yeah, Listen. don't be as don't be don't be um don't be bad like you have been the last four weeks. Be good. That's my Get favorite it. tweet. Thoughts? 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 Um, Danny, I, um I uh, did the Giants trade down in the draft. Thoughts? Danny, I emailed you something. Oh, I was gonna ask that somehow. I emailed you something. There we go. Should we do a tweet that's like interaction baiting right now, and then people that listen to the pod can be like, "Oh yeah, I just remember seeing that tweet." Well, no, what, yeah. What what should what should we do? Um, something draft related. Did the Giants trade away their first round pick to get Bill Belichick? Thoughts? Should the, should the Giants draft? That's, that's so... I I kind of want to do that. Actually, I'm gonna do a poll. What would what would you trade for for Bill <laughs> Belichick? That's too wild. That, that's too wild for people to have to wait like 24 hours to know that that's a joke. Maybe I'll really spell it wrong, too. Bel- Belichick is a hard Belichick. It's like Belichick. It's a very hard last name to spell. Well, we'll have to learn it because she'll be our coach next year. NGM. Any team that does that, I'm sorry. They're you're you're off your rocker. No way a team trades for him. No way. I think I think he should be a head coach. It's it's the team oh, yeah. to be a GM is crazy. I can't believe that's ugh. Oh man. He's gonna go to the LA. He's gonna go to the Chargers. Oh, by the way, Thomas McGay he said the Giants are close to breaking one on kickoffs. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fuck up. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. All right, I just tweeted it out. Uh, it was literally, it was Paul Decito. It's T Mac. Uh, where was it? Uh, getting better on kickoff returns. Close to break one. Campbell done well with strength and speed on the returns. Oh my god. Breaking one. We got two replies so far, and that's it. The just Giants. two people saying two people saying nothing. The Giants down twenty eight to three against uh. Against the Los Angeles Rams, return a kickoff for a touchdown <laughs> to make it twenty-eight to ten. We'll be right back. Oh, that 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 T Mac press conference is going to be fire that next day. Thirty-eight votes. Uh, they are all for the fourth or a seventh. <laughs> okay. And we got a couple. Uh, we got a couple for first now. Danny, who are we? We're talking to be talking about spread picks next. Who are they brought to us by? Yeah. Oh, our spread picks. Well, I mean. Have you guys realized we're like really deep into the NFL season? Like it's almost over for us Giants fans. 
obviously we're lucky, but we still got to make every second count. And that's with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on any matchups. So what you need to do is get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use promo code WORLD. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code WORLD, W-O-R-L-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY the 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older. In most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details as state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. You'll be glad you did. The West Virginia threw me for a loop there for a second. Should I change it to where only no one can reply? It's up to you. We got 17 replies. What's everyone saying? Only followers can reply. And you have to follow the account to say that it's stupid. Yeah. Well, no, you, I don't think you can do it. It's only accounts you follow. Oh. Uh, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. How about that? People think we're so serious. I love it. Anyways, I feel like you kind of have to know that we're screwing around a little. Like, no, have some respect for us that we didn't screw around. All right, spread picks. Listeners, they got back over 500. They went four and two in last week. They are 38 and 37. Danny's in second. He went three and three. Uh, he's 33 and 42. I've went 500 for the second straight week, so not losing any ground. Um, I'm 31 and 44. Justin, who went one and five, is also 31 and 44. So Thursday night football, we got a good one. Bengals at Ravens minus three and a half. I can't even watch this game. The listeners represented by David Ryan are going Bengals plus three and a half. I am agreeing with him. Bengals plus three and a half. This is a half point spread too, so we can't push like we did last Thursday. Justin, are you agreeing with me or are we going to have different records on Sunday? What did you go with? Bengals. Well, guess what? Um, I'm going to be talking about this game with uh, Chris Rose on football today on the JM Football Channel tomorrow. Add, and I'm going to go Ravens. You should have said I'm doing that today because this um, is that's when it comes out. I, I'm doing it today. It's football today, and it'll be on Friday. Chris Rose, JM Football. Link is in the description. Subscribe. Can we? All right, so we're planning stupid stuff. Can we plan like one really dumb thing you say on there? Uh. Yeah, I mean, if you think of it, what do we? What do you think, Danny? Who are you? Who are you picking this week, Danny? Well, I think uh, I'm going Ravens because Joe Burrow had some sort of like sleeve on his hand that the Bengals posted on social media, and then they got immediately taken down. So I'm nervous. So I'll be taking the Ravens. Conspiracy? Maybe you know what? Find some like really. What's like the most irrelevant team in the NFL right now? Not the Giants. 
Um, besides the Giants, not that they're not the most irrelevant team. Um, I read a funny mm. tweet from Ryan Dunleavy. Yeah. No, no video. Giants defense coordinator Wake Martindale literally shivered when asked about giving up 640 yards last week. I don't think he literally shivered. I think he might have done a joke shiver, but he didn't literally shiver. Dude, Ben Volan of the Patriots thing. <laughs> he's on the Patriots beat for like the globe. He had a tweet. It was like Belichick um, was asked about something. And, oh, he was asked about like who was going to be the starting quarterback, or whatever, on Sunday. And he's like, and he froze up for a minute. Could it have been him just uh, stumbling his words for a second? Or was he wondering? If his key card wouldn't work the next day, it's like, my God, <laughs> reporters, stop with this stuff. You could say Zach Wilson's playing uh, probably the best quarterback of any in the AFC East. No, but I want him to say something that's not obviously stupid, but like Rose would be like, why are you talking about this? I think like, talk about like, just find, you know what? Find out who the backup nickel corner is on. The Titans, Justin, and be like, I really think that the Titans should start him because of his run uh, defense. Who was that Titans corner that we liked from the Senior Bowl? Roger McCreary, he starts. Oh, okay, well, okay, then I'll talk about uh, I may fit in Roger McCreary somewhere. Okay, I like that. Um, Steelers at Browns minus one. Now, the Browns are like – the team I was been, I've been in on, like I think this defense is Super Bowl worthy, but without Watson, who again wasn't playing very well, like Darian D, um, Dorian Thompson Robbins, uh, Robinson, I think his name is, they're gonna so be so bad on offense that I, I'm I'm going to Steelers on this one, right? And the Steelers have have you seen the Steelers stat of they've they haven't outgained any team, but yet they still have like a six and three record. Yep, Justin, who do you got? Browns. Danny. Steelers. The listeners are going Browns. Uh, Cardinals at Texans minus five. What do you got on this one, Danny? Oh, I mean, Kyler's back. Kyler looked, he looked fun last week, but I mean, the Texans right now are just a uh, team you got to ride the hot hand with. So I'm going to be taking the Houston Texans. Listeners agree. Justin, do you agree? Cardinals cover. Texans win. I agree with you, Justin. I I actually do. I think the car, the Titan or the Texans win by three points. So I'm going with you, and maybe win. That'd be kind of cool. So we could just stop worrying about them. Uh, the Titans, Roger McCreary, who should be benched for the backup nickel corner at Jags minus seven. Justin, I know you're kind of in on the Jags, and they got their ass kicked. Who are you going? Yeah, Jags minus seven. I agree. I think the Jags have a bounce back game after the 49ers smack them. Um. They did. They they no. They didn't beat them by seven in that last game last year, but they did beat them by like fourteen with Tannehill in last year, and maybe Levis hype got a little overhyped. The listeners agree. Danny, do you agree? Yes, I'll also be taking the Jaguars. One bad game. Jets at Bills minus seven. The Jets won this game week one. Bills just fired their offensive coordinator. And that's why I'm going Bills minus seven. I think they are going to be so. This is that they will be. They will not make a single mistake in this game. Josh Allen's going to play perfect, and if he just played like halfway, not dumb in week one, they win that game. So I'm going Bills minus seven. I th- and, and the Jets did a players only meeting, 
It's like players only meeting is like when there's issues in the locker room, not just because you flat out suck. That's not going to help you at all. Justin, who do you got? I think the Jets cover because this is just what the Jets do. They'll lose against like bad teams and then uh, these really good teams they'll play well against. And they'll cover. I agree. If they didn't, if the Bills didn't fire Ken Dorsey, I would agree. But I, they did fire Ken Dorsey. So interim offensive coordinator game. Danny, who do you got? Could argue uh loser this game might uh have their playoff hopes fully get uh eliminated in a way. I don't think the Bills playoffs hopes would be eliminated. That's what it feels like to me. Jets, Jets, yeah, Jets argue more, yeah, but also just feels like it away. I'm taking who am I taking? I forgot who I was about to take. Oh, I'll take it the Jets. I think the Jets can cover this, but I don't think they'll win. All right, Bills. Uh, the listeners are going Bills, Seahawks at Rams plus one. Seahawks have not looked super good as of late, but I do think they end up winning this game. I'm going Seahawks minus one, Danny. It took a last second miracle to. Beat the Commanders, uh, but oh yeah, you know I'm gonna take the Seahawks for a bounce back game here. Listeners agreed. Uh, Justin, is it gonna be a clean sweep? Yeah, Seahawks. All right, and the I was struggling to find an eighth game of the week. We got Vikings at Broncos minus two and a half. Are we all? Are we in on Dobbs? Myself and the listeners are. Are you guys in on Dobbs? This is tough. Danny, go. I am in on Dobbs. Uh, obviously, uh, he's got to come back down the earth. But, I mean, the Commanders shouldn't have won that. Not the Commanders. The Broncos should have won that game. They literally missed a field goal. But the, the Buffalo can't count. But they could count our penalty yards. I remember that when I was there. But, yeah, I'll take it to the Vikings. Take it to the Vikings. Justin? This is tough. I think the Vikings defense... They got to get Russell Wilson to the ground. That that's the key because I think they could get back there. I think you know Flores is going to have something for him, but you got to get Russell Wilson to the ground. I think that's going to be the key thing here. Two and a half. Broncos favored by two and a half. Give me the Broncos. I I, I think I think this will be the first like letdown game from the Vikings. Even though I give me the Broncos. I kind of wanted to take the Broncos, but I didn't. Monday Night Football, we got ourselves a game. Super Bowl rematch. Eagles at Chiefs minus three. Danny, what do you got in this one? Man. Um, Eagles obviously looking good. Chiefs, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to have to ride with the team that won the Super Bowl last year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. That, that minus three spread is kind of making me want to sway more towards the Eagles. But I don't know. I just I just think this is a game that the Chiefs will uh, win by more than three points. I think they'll just pull away right at the end. Listeners agree. Justin, how about you? I think the Chiefs' defense and Steve Spags has got these guys playing well. So give me give me the Chiefs. He does have them playing well, but the Eagles are more talented. I'll be interesting to see if they try and put Bradbury on Kelsey a little bit. Shout out that 2021 Giants-Chiefs game. They have no receiver talent. Um, And the Eagles almost won that damn thing, right? They almost won the damn thing last year. So I'm going to go Eagles plus three. I got faith in the Eagles this week, unfortunately. All right. Danny, what is your score prediction for Giants at Commanders? Oh, we suck. Giants lose. Uh... 30 to uh, 10. 
30. We we dominated this offense in the last game. 30. Now, I scoffed at Danny King the last time he predicted 30 points, so I'm not doing that again because I said I would jump out of a building if if we, if we the team did that, and they did. You want to make that same bet, Bobby? No. Yeah, I'll throw you out of a building if they score 30 points. <laughs> that would be great content right there. Remember, we were supposed to kill you at Mr. Purple. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't show up. You were too scared. I mean, I will be at the tailgate, so you could get your – Get back there. And they had one of my favorite messages we ever got was we were on the fan that day, and they're like, "Please do not threaten to kill Danny King on the radio." Yeah, please don't do this. Um, I think the Giants will lose by a score of nineteen to nine. Gross score. Three times in the Commanders' opposing territory. Any of those off turnovers? One of them, and we only kick a field goal. What if we go for the... All right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to map out this game. Dude, we don't lose to the Commanders. When's the last time the Giants lost to the Commanders? Vietnam. Trivia. Huh? Vietnam. It was Actually. basically, it was the Joe Judge, Jake Fromm, QB sneak game. That's basically Vietnam equivalent for Giants fans. Oh, my God. It I just feels like we're going that. back there. But we're going to win. We're going to win 77 to zero. That is a great time. That top. that was such – even the record is like kicked that, that no chance. That is unbelievable. Bobby just got kicked out of the I, – I, I didn't do anything. I think his internet just cut out. That is unbelievable. Like I, I think the universe <laughs> – I think the universe just tried – to stop Bobby Skinner from saying 77 to zero. And I'm, oh. going, I'm going to let him back in the meeting. This is unbelievable. <laughs> that would have been. I think well, the universe just tried to stop you from saying giant 77, commander zero. Giant 77, <laughs> commander zero. And let's go pig blue. <laughs> <laughs>